Oh, oh shoot. Love you guys. Good morning. Good morning, LKN. 7.06 on this Wednesday day to ya. Hope you're having a good one. The results are in. The results are in. If I look over here at my tabulation, it says, uh, Justin, you are the father. Oh, wait, that's the wrong tab. That's embarrassing. That's on me. Let's let's restart the day. Let's restart the day. Black powder in the cup. No matter the day, no matter the result of the night before, it's still black powder in the cup the next day. You know where they're at? They're on Highway 150. That's exit 36 if you're not familiar. What you do, you make a left at the Chick-fil-A. You go down into that beautiful business park there in Mooresville. You find black powder coffee. You walk in. Melissa! 10% off. Please and thank you. 21 flavors of beans. I actually need to go see Melissa. I need more beans. Don't know what flavor I'm going to choose this time. I'm kind of, I'm going back and forth. Is it pumpkin spice? Do I go with like a, you know, Southern bourbon pecan again? Do I, do I go, you know, uh, uh, Pablo with it and, and get the Columbia? I don't know. Dealer's choice. The advantages, you come back because, you know, the beans don't last forever. You grind them up, you put them in the cup and I don't cut it. I don't put creamer. I don't put sugar. No, I just like the good old, good old from God's green earth. That's how I do it. Now, now it is infused with bourbon. That is, that's pretty good too. That's not a bad. That's not a bad combo. Did you catch the election result? Did you vote yesterday? So as of right now, in in let's say, fifteen percent of Mecklenburg County has the right to complain, and thirteen percent of Iredell County has the right to complain, because that that's how many of eligible voters came out and voted. Fifteen percent and thirteen percent. Well, it wasn't exactly. It wasn't just fifteen. No, you're right. It was fifteen point four seven percent and thirteen point six six percent. So, and I'm comparing to 2021. If I look at the 2021 uh, elections, off-year elections, November of 2021, particularly Mecklenburg County, okay, the results are, are a little bit more. There's about north of 13% in 2021 for Mecklenburg County. And then if we look at Iredell County comparing the difference, you know, there, there, there definitely is a, a slight difference between the two, 9%. For 2021, Iredell County in the 2021 elections. As long as you voted, that's what I care about. Because I want you to have your voice. We'll have a couple of people to talk uh, election with. I'm sure we may get some callers. 844-STUDIO-4. 844-788-3464. How you feel about last night? We'll have Bill Russell, president of the Lake Norman Chamber, on at 815 I'm sure election coverage will come up, the discussion, the results, some thoughts moving forward. And regardless of the election, I've got to get back to reality and, and, and what matters to me most. Well, not mo- I mean, up there, top five, my lawn. I've got to keep a green grass. I've got to keep a green thumb movement, particularly as we're looking forward to spring. Jason Drum, Drum Landscape Supply, is going to be joining us at 830. He was seeding his lawn last week. I want to know how it went for him. Is it different for him? What's his methodology? He's been doing this for like decades. 
surely he's got some secrets he can share with us that really help uh, you know plant the seed well. You know, spread Jason's seed across your whole yard. That's what you can do. Premium turf blend. That's what I did. Took Jason's seed and I spread it right across my yard. All right, results of the night. Let me give you the highlights. I'm going to give you the highlights throughout the morning. We will dive in. We will dive in throughout the morning. Town of Mooresville Mayor, Chris Carney, took 69% of the vote. Chris Carney taking 69% of the vote in the town of Mooresville mayoral race. Quite decisive. Quite decisive. Uh, a few commissioner-at-large uh, seats. Let's see if there's anything that kind of jumps out as close. Uh, William Avon and Thurman Houston. That one was pretty close. William Avon will uh, uh, took it out 51% of the vote. 545 is that total ballot count, by the way, to get 51% there. Looking at Mooresville graded school board. Okay, so Debbie Marsh, Carrie Pinnell, Monica Bender. Those are your three. Those are your three for Mooresville graded school board of education. Debbie Marsh, Carrie Pinnell, Monica Bender. Interesting, there was a Monica that called into the show the other day when Teresa was on. I thought that was interesting, looking back now. That is pretty interesting. Town of Davidson mayor, Mayor Knox. Uncontested election. He got... Funny, though, he got 88% of the vote. I like that. <laughs> two people did a write-in. I wonder what the two write-ins were. I feel like with write-ins, they should list the names of the write-ins. Right. Should they second? do that? Yeah, like, like you know, who got second there? I'd be mean, just curious. Uh, I'm looking here to see what else kind of... I don't know. If there's an election that, that you're curious about, I can happy to read you all the numbers. Love Valley. Pretty close on the numbers here. Terry Rufty getting the to the highest ballot count at 44. Ted Davis creeping up on you, though, Terry. 43. 44, then 43. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Town of Troutman mayoral race was uncontested. To Ross Young. And then uh, Eddie Now. Eddie Now for Town of Troutman. I apologize if I said your name wrong, Eddie. I apologize. Now. Eddie Now. Now's Eddie. No better time. No better time than now, Eddie. Nicholas, uh, ooh, Jaroskas, Jar no, wait, hold on. Jaros, dang, Jarosiniski? That's bad. That's on me. I mean, that's on me. Uh, George Harris. Oh, wait, no, no, excuse me. Eddie and Nicholas, those are the two. It's a two, that's a two vote. Um, yeah. Back to Mecklenburg County. Okay, so this is, this is where I'm going to be a little bit more familiar with what's going on in the world. So Town of Cornelius, the commissioner, board of commissioners, Scott Higgins, Susan Johnson, Michael Osborne, Todd Sansbury, Robert Carney. So Colin Furch, the, an incumbent, lost. But as far as the rest go, um, those are, that's who we got left there. So Huntersville. Huntersville had a... Uh, uh, Interesting results here. Interesting results here. Jennifer Hunt took the most ballots, uh, nine, a little over nine and a half percent, nine point seven percent of the vote, five thousand votes. Jennifer Hunt, Nick Walsh, Edwin Quarles, uh, Elisa Bergsman, Amanda Dumas, Latoya Rivers. You gave awesome. That, you gave that long one to Latoya right there at the end there. You She's got good energy. 
She she does. She came out to represent some people. That's what she did. And uh, congrats to everyone who won. To those who did not win, uh, there's always next time. Yeah, two it, years. I felt like it was a civil, you know, uh, contest. I didn't feel sure. at any point like berated, right? Personally, now I also wasn't running, <laughs> so. But I feel like it was good. I, I feel I feel overall, um, I'm, I'm excited that the vote went up, like the number of people who voted. Right, that's what I was concerned with. Uh, it, me too. Participation. After 3.5% in Statesville Municipal, I get nervous. Uh, 15%, is that, am I satisfied with 15? I always want more. We want more. Uh, if it's not 100% of eligible voters, if that's not the standard, what are we doing? 110. Let's get it, baby. Vote early, vote often. That's what we do around here. Vote early, vote often. We're just preparing for the national election. Good morning, fam. I love you, my kids. We're coming back. Traffic. Good morning, okay, Ed. 718. Happy Wednesday day to you. You know what else was last night? The grand opening of Dive Bar. We'll have to check in with Rob and see uh, Rob Groskoff, see how it went. But for now, we got to get a look at the streets. I imagine people are just wilding out. There's probably cars on fire. People are upset. Some people are excited about the election results last night. Jeff, how are the streets looking? Good morning, Justin. Uh, 77 uh, north and southbound, Statesville to Charlotte. Uh, traffic is getting heavier as the morning goes on. Uh, traffic is flowing. There's no accidents to report. Uh, the secondary roads in the Statesville, Mooresville area, I've not heard of any uh, problems. So uh, it's a good start to the middle of the week. We like that when things are running smooth as possible, Jeff. Question for you. You live in Troutman, right? I live in Statesville. You live in State. I thought you said Troutman. No, I live in Statesville. Okay, so you you voted weeks but, ago. You didn't have an election last night. Yeah, I didn't. I no, I didn't have to vote. No. So, so you you got to just go home and get in your snuggie and then fall asleep. You you got to live the life of luxury last night then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, I I still try and keep up with stuff, uh, but uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, I didn't have to have to go out for it this time. All right, but well, we- I, I think it's very it's very important though for us to go out and vote. That's right, Jeff. That's what we want. We just want people to make their voice heard, and we appreciate you helping keep the people of the streets' voice heard, Jeff, by keeping us informed of what's going on out there. We'll check in with you at the eight fifteen hour. All right. Have a good morning. You too, sir. All right, ride iCats. Alternative transportation, three bucks to get to the city of Charlotte. What a killer deal. If you're a daily commuter, you can ride iCats. They'll pick you up, Iredale County, drive you down. Then you can get a ride back, three bucks each way. That's less than a gallon of gas each way. That's crazy. That's just crazy. That's crazy, man. What everybody said about This is crazy, man. This is crazy. It's time for the word of the day. What's the word? Today's word of the day. Sorry, I don't even know if you could hear. I have my headphones in. I got a phone call right there that I'm missing right now. Right now in this right moment? Now. The word of the day Do you want to is, answer it? I can, I can stall. No, I can it's stall. Fine. I know you can, and that worries me. <laughs> the word of the day is salubrious. Mm. Salubrious. 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 What's the national origin? Uh, not sure. Okay. I'm going to guess Italian. Salubrious. 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 S-A-L-U-B-R-I 
O-U-S. It's an adjective. It's an adjective. So it describes something. Indeed, it describes something salubrious. Would you like to hear it in a sentence? If I could, please, sir. Living in a salubrious neighborhood with well-maintained parks and clean streets can contribute to a healthy, a healthier and happier lifestyle. Mm. Um, clean, uh, enjoy. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, uh. Oh, you got it. Oh! Bing, 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 Yeah, bing, you got bing, bing. it. That is in this definition here. The formerly word of clean. My vocabulary app. Mm. Um, salubrious is a, uh, it's an adjective, a place that is good to live in or clean and healthy. So it's a place. It's describing of a place. Right, or it, I've also seen it be descriptive of like uh, vegetables. I was going to say, could, could I say, the pizza is salubrious. Right. Correct. You definitely could. Okay. Absolutely. I think that's what it's they probably show. Yes. It's like salute. Yes. Salubrious. Yes. Joyous. Yeah. Salubrious. Cleans. Hopefully our new elects bring us salubrious community. I like that. Communities. 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 Plural. The salubriousness of the community is dependent on the actions of the newly elected officials. Oh, wow. You like that That's why they pay you the big bucks, buddy. <laughs> I can conjugate like no other. That was actually something I was good at in Spanish in school. Conjugating. The we, the I, male. The male, masculine, dominant one. Sure. The, the, the feminine. The, right. the usteds right. of the world. How you feel or where you are, use estar. Oh, I didn't even remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> you got to bring that I, one out of the vault. I don't know how that applies to the conversation. <laughs> but No, it's very relevant. It's very, very relevant. Right. Uh, if you didn't hear the election results, so again, quickly uh, recapping for you. Mayoral, Chris Carney winning in Mooresville. You've got Mayor Washam winning in Cornelius. And you've got uh, Miss Christy Clark winning in Huntersville. Now, the Davidson and the Troutman mayorals were uncontested. So you, you, you've got Mayor Knox and you've got uh, Mayor um, Young, right? It's Young, right? I just don't live in Troutman. Like yeah, Young. I knew it was, right? Taras Young. Is it? It's Taras, right? It's Taras? I feel like I should ask, should ask Taras what they're right. We'll get him on the show. We should. Yeah. We, like, we love Troutman. Absolutely. We're big fans of Troutman. We're big fans of elections. Got some land in Troutman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got deep roots there. Yeah. People don't even know. Like you're, you're like hidden gem. I'm around. I've camped there. I'm around the with way. with you. Oh man, dude. back in the day, was that when we undercooked the burgers? That was that like. Can you undercook a burger? No, I, I feel like we undercooked burgers, man. It was me. I remember Mario Bianco was there. Oh, um, shout out. Sorry, I did. Sixty four. Yeah. Um, gosh, I remember I woke up and it was either the uh, the natural lights or or the undercooked meat, but I was just woke up throwing up. <laughs> I don't recall that don't part recall. of it. I don't, but you, I, you everyone was probably sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you just were not having it. Yeah. We were pretty young back then. No, I'm pretty sure ground beef, you only have to cook the outside. Sure. And the inside can be as raw as you want. Right. Some people like it real raw. Maybe my little tummy wasn't ready. Tum Tums was not prepared for this delectable delight. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I even told that story. I don't know. Ah, oh, got me again. Uh, I'm sorry. I got the applause going as well. We like that. Layer it. 
<laughs> Take it off. WSICnews.com, all the social platforms. Wave it like Beanie Bob. All right. There we go. Good morning, LKN. Good morning, LKN. Wow. Uh, there's an election for you right there. Careful, you get insurrected. Thank you, thank you. You, you get insurrected you. real thank quick you, if you don't you. stop it. My thank gosh. You. Was there an insurrection last night? Um, Where at? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> in general? Anywhere? In general. I don't think you so. You know, there was a lot more there was a lot more elections than just like here in our local. It wasn't just like Lake Norman's election day. I think across the country there was a lot of elections. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure. Election day. Right. Officially. Trending. You know what's what's weird is Veterans Day is actually this Saturday. So it's technically a floating holiday for for peeps. Like the banks, you can like, just call it a holiday, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I always, I, I, you know, some holidays are based on like days of the week: the first Monday, the last Thursday, the third Thursday, whatever. Correct. Correct. Uh, that's Thanksgiving. It's third Thursday. Your Thanksgiving, right? yes. Yeah. Of uh, the world. First Monday, second Monday, blah 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 blah. So interesting that Veterans Day is not tied to a day of the week, but rather an actual date. So in these scenarios, that makes when it more hits sense. The to weekend, me. it does make more sense. I think it's more confusing from a holiday schedule perspective, though, for businesses, because, again, it's like a floating holiday. So the banks aren't closed Friday or Monday, I don't think. I mean, maybe some are have chosen to from a policy perspective, but because it falls on an actual Saturday, there's no federal holiday for Veterans Day during the week. And really what this is what why it gripes me. I feel like, you know, having a day off every once in a while is nice, you know? You get to you get to change your routine up in the middle of the week. And it is nice, in my opinion, when it's toward the end of the week. There's so many Monday holidays. Right. And that just throws your whole week off. Correct. It just feels weird. Like Tuesday being a Monday. The week seems longer when there's a holiday on a Monday. And maybe that's just me. Maybe it's a personal problem more than anything. You know, why am I complaining about days off? <laughs> what are you doing, Justin? They're taking they're taking enough of them away from us. I, no, I'm trying to advocate for, for more. Yeah, for the record, I support you. If you ever want to sandwich one of those weekends with a little Friday Monday action, I love that kind of sandwich. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm hungry. <laughs> I love me a double <laughs> double decker club. You know, I'll throw I'll throw it down. Throw me some. But you know what's interesting? I also like coming to work. You did. You did advocate for not not having a morning show on Friday. Yeah. No, I do want to have one. Right. I did the double negative. Not not. Okay. You said no to not. I voted. You said, yeah, you voted no to not having, right. Correct. Oh, that was the other thing. Uh, the school bond, CMS school bond, huge conversation. Let's huge. talk bond. Let's talk bonds real quick. We hadn't even mentioned the bonds let's yet. Let's talk debt. Let's I'm just kidding. Let's talk <laughs> you about You taught me that. It's <laughs> because yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools facility bonds referendum. 63% said yes. Okay. 75,000 plus votes said yes, we'll take it on. We'll take it on. Um, that's kind of that's kind of close. It's kind of close. Um, you know, there there's ways to see though like in our particular area, I think that those numbers you know kind of vary when you get into our particular location when you Correct. look at the north side cuz you can analyze these data. And look, I'm not some pollster, I'm not some right. Big analytics company and, and just a guy who woke up an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. I gotta clear this. Oh yeah, everybody. Yeah. Sorry. Allergies. 
Isn't that what I'm supposed to say? I'm not supposed to say Vidco, right? I'm supposed to say allergies? It better not be Vidco. Is that a thing anymore? Can you even get that anymore? I thought herd immunity took care of it. My doctor asked me if I was done with COVID yesterday, <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm good. I'm yeah. over it. Good on that. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's a little bit tighter for the most part if I go to this map here in the north side. Again, I'm not going to try to spout off these numbers as if I know. I'm also not really good at knowing, like, different precincts and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm just a man with his thoughts. Right. I can tell you the at-large. At-large, I do well at. Shout out to uh, Tarek Bukhari. Who really came in with some haymakers toward the end there? That he did. pretty hysterical from right. an election perspective. Um, where to spend your campaign dollars? Maybe it goes into the the manual for people. Right. Buy uh, you know the the flag flying behind an airplane that rides over the airport. It'll get you over the top. It can kind of get you there if you need. Or at some, least did. Yeah. It, maybe. I mean, maybe that made the. Maybe someone was walking in and said, "Huh." Yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah, gonna vote that okay. way. I'm gonna <laughs> right. vote that way. I could get that. 844 Studio 4, 844-788-3464. Bill Russell next hour, Jason Drum next hour. Let's figure some things out real quick though. Good morning, OKN. 733 on this Wednesday day. Happy day after election. Happy couple days before Veterans Day. A little bit of everything. That's what you get. You get a good combo. You know, here's here's the bright spot for the people that, that lost the election last night. It could always be worse. You could be Secretary Buttigieg right now. Did you see this? He there's a video there's a video. Uh, it's on Twitter, on X. The video isn't on X. It, well, it's on the platform. Secretary Buttigieg gets, puts his bike, his bicyclette, in a vehicle and drives it like close to the Capitol, the car, and then gets out to ride the short distance to the Capitol for the press just to make a point. The Secretary of Transportation, by the way, is his role. That, that's his role, if you were wondering. That's what he's supposed to be doing. But we're, we're having shenanigans and antics for working. On the American people's dollar, by the way, because, you know, it's our tax dollars that pay his salary and benefits. Right. Really, really, that's for all of the elected officials uh, in the federal government. So what, what they— Helm it up. What, what the, what the uh, federal government has now done, what I think the House of Representatives did, they brought his salary down to $1 now. What? Yeah. They because passed, he did this? Yeah. Specifically, they said I decided because of this action and multiple others to where he flies on private planes. He does all these kind of big, you know, look at look at the the conglomerate he's got to bring with him everywhere he goes right. too, right? Right. And so, but his mantra and really the the current administration's mantra is, you know, green energy efficiency, use less. Right. But in reality, this is what he's doing. They're they're driving, they're flying, they're they're doing all these things, okay. and then putting on a show. Three SUVs with him. Following him after carting him pretty much all the way down. And then he hops on a on a bicycle and makes it, you know, saves the day like Superman. Dean Kane was a better Superman, though. I will say that. Favorite Superman? You got one? Um, I like the uh, the new guy. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I don't one. even know his name. Henry? Or, oh, Henry. Uh, Henry like Winkler? That. No. 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 Um, was it Cavill or something? Evil Knievel? No. It's a strong one. Guy played Superman. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess, do you think that they factor the person's personal name into it? 
no. If maybe. it's Clark Clint, Clark Kent, maybe yeah, you do get the you get it. Maybe that's a bonus. Yeah. By the way, your name's Clark Kent. That's right. odd. That mm. is odd. Did you did you change that for this role in particular? Nope. Born born, born to be Superman. Born born and raised. Right. Born and raised. We mentioned the bond. So the CMS school bond passed for let's Beckham County. Let's talk bond. Let's talk a little bit of debt. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk bond. Let's let's talk a little debt here for a second. Uh, Huntersville also had two bonds on the ballot. One for transportation, one for parks and recreation. Overwhelmingly, and by overwhelming, for the transportation bond, 77%, and for the parks and recreation bond, 74, almost 75%, yes. So Huntersville passed those two bonds last night as well. Town of Cornelius, there was an amendment, there was a, a amendment referendum on the ballot in Cornelius, particularly to have terms go from two years to four. 61% no. Not happening. Keeping them at two-year terms, we're not going to four-year terms. At two. I I, I, uh, I guess this is where I will say like a personal, because I, I did vote in Cornelius. And okay. I and I've done I, I've done intentionally to not share my personal opinion. Most of the time. Right. I mean, I share my personal opinion on the show quite often. Sometimes. Do I share my personal opinion, you think? I would say just about every day. I, I thought it was rooted only in facts, completely neutral. You are no. not that. <laughs> the rooted in facts or the, yeah, the, the you sharing are, of the personal depends opinion? Depends on the topic. Okay. Uh, there, there was uh, the concept of referendum for Cornelius to go from four years to two. I voted no on it as well. Mm -hmm. I, four years in local elections is a long time. Right. Seems like a little bit too much peace of mind, perhaps. There's a lot of things that, I mean, things can happen month to month to month to month at the local level. Right. And then you get into budgets where every year you have a budget. It, 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 four years is too long. I right. get it. Like from a, if you're campaigning to spend the time, the money, the effort in having a campaign. But if you're doing a good job. Should be proof is in the pudding. Yeah. We should just be serving up pudding. Here, here's what it really comes down to. And I find this true. No matter the location, the geographic territory, local, state, federal. Here's what really matters. And this is what people care about. And this is even true in business. Communication. Communication is what it's really about. Are you communicating the effectiveness that's taking place, both personally, the micro level as an individual board, mayoral person, whatever, and then the macro of the group collectively, what is the town doing, right? So, so the communication, I think, for every municipality should be looked at. And how do you effectively communicate, especially in rapidly growing areas? You've got a significant shift in population that occurred in a short amount of time. And significant is relevant, but even if, let's say, like 10 to 12% of your population shifted, if that happens in a single year, that's a rapid shift, especially given, remember, only 15.4% of eligible voters came out. So what if the 10% that changed are likely voters? You're going to see a major shift in the beliefs and the policies. I wonder um, kind of what are the, we started talking about this, right? Like, what are the effects of this? Right. That's what I was ultimately waiting to. You had to asked get me that question. Opinion. Yeah. So what do you how do we feel? Let's start. Let's start down low. Let's start south. 
Let's okay, go we'll with start, Huntersville. We'll go with Huntersville first. Okay, so what are what are we? What are you? Uh, if you were a fortune ball fortune teller, what do you think may? <clears throat> what does this all mean based on who's been elected and, and what you may or may not know about them? I think that Miss um, Clark will have a similar. Um, management ability that Mayor Bales currently has. I think Mayor Bales has done a good job from a management perspective of organizing, because that's really what the mayor does, right? The mayor is the, okay, what is the voice of the people? What do they want? How do you get it on the agenda? How do you make sure certain initiatives and groups and committees and all of that kind of ancillary beyond taking a vote to make a decision, things are happening. I do think Ms. Clark will do a good job at that. Sure. The commissioner perspective and the board, so you've got two main aspects for that, and, and we've talked about this now for months. There's two main roles. There's multiple, but there's two main ones that the town boards play in, in government. Budgets and real estate development. Those are two major components that the town commissions will have a very active role in playing. The budget we are far away from at this point, relatively speaking, right? Because the budget won't be ratified until June of 2024. But what will happen it, with throughout the first quarter, toward the end of the first quarter, the fact-finding and, and decision-making process of what makes it to the budget, what will be the priorities of the budget, mm -hmm. which departments grow, cut, stay the same, that... I do think that taxes go up in Huntersville. I may be wrong. Right. And I don't live in Huntersville. I don't have a dog in the fight. Pure neutral analysis. Sure. Uh, I don't. Conversation. I do not own property in Huntersville currently. That's so awesome you had to think about that. <laughs> the, the, I do think taxes go up, though, because there will be some spending initiatives. Sure. Based on these candidates, what I believe will happen the real estate development side, I think that if a major player, a major development comes into Huntersville, that's not by right. There, there is a concept of by right and those needing rezoning. By right is the, the dirt and the use you want to do match up what's on, the pa on paper via the rules, the UDO and the zoning ordinances of the town. You don't have to go through rezoning and get approval from the town board for that stuff. There's some administrative approvals, certain requirements, et cetera, et cetera. Long, long conversation there. I won't do that. But generally speaking, you don't have to get rezoning if you're doing a buy right project. I think we will see an increase of that because for major developments, based on the slate that won, the expectation will be that the projects add significant public value in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Whether that's a resource for the local public community or um, adding to the infrastructure. Because right. here, here's what happens behind the scenes on a lot of these projects, and then nobody knows. You'll get, like, let's say uh, a project, a major development, let's say uh, a big multi-flex space or mixed-use project that's, you know, 40 acres big. We'll just take that as an example. Will staff, you know, the town board, knowing their other needs throughout the town, will add in things like, well, you know that traffic light we've been waiting on on the other side of town? Developer, we want you to fund that, and here's our reasoning. Traffic flows towards you. 
you're going to increase that flow of traffic towards you. So we need you to improve the intersection two miles away because we believe that will directly impact, you know, your project, the surrounding community. Um, you know, there's turning lanes we need to add. There's, you know, water and sewer infrastructure conversations we need to focus on. Okay. So that type of ancillary things like that that improve the general right. town. Extremely important. We're going to see, I think, an increase We call that the magic. Yeah. I mean, that is all magic, stuff we never think about. We will see an increased requirement of that in major development projects. I, I, I just believe that. And I think that's going to be true to an extent in each of the municipalities, but Huntersville in particular, I think that's going to be a very strong piece. Here's the problem with that argument, though. Okay. That stuff costs money. Right developers are not going to take a trim on the profit. Right. So affordable housing, don't let them fool you. It ain't getting solved. Right. It, it, when you spend more or demand more, it ain't getting solved. I just, I'm sorry. It's the reality. I'll discuss it with anybody. But that's the honest truth, my fam. Hey, who's that community counter girl? Good morning, LKN. 748. Ah. A little slurpage there. Black powder coffee, that's what's in the cup. Located on Highway 150, head into the business park after making a left at the Chick-fil-A. Melissa! 10% off, please, and thank you. That's what you get. Here's 21 flavors to choose from. What kind of mug you got there? Does that say excellence? It says excellence on it. All right, for a second, I, saw, I thought it said silence with the eagle. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Silence is demanded. <laughs> although, I don't know where I got this cup from. I've had it for a long time. Um, probably like a free mug from a, uh, you know, seminar or, uh, you know, class. Yeah, that whole deal. Something like that. Do you, have, right, a we, lo- do you have a lot of mugs? Yeah. I, I like, we, we did for a while when we travel to get the ornament. So sure. you can remember, right? Okay. And then once a year at Christmas, I was like, yeah, but we only put it up at Christmas. Like, since so we, we got WSIC ornaments. Sorry. That's Ben Daniels. Ben Daniels. Uh, <laughs> it's actually a great idea. Uh, I actually really like that idea. It's now phenomenal. I'm, now now I'm I want stuck. a tree topper. <laughs> tree topper. <laughs> Shines it on the line. A good the morning, logo. LKN tree topper. Or Pat Shannon tree topper. Oh, yeah. Wow, now we're that'd talking. That'd be great. Now we're talking. Sorry. What were we even talking about? Mugs. Mugs. Coffee mugs. We put our tree up. Thanksgiving. Right. Through Christmas. We, we are a wait for Thanksgiving family. Right. Our neighbor, the courage. Our, one of our neighbors put up like Christmas stuff right. on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Tim was like, absolutely not. Right. We are not. We are Could not. never She be looked us. at me because she saw my eye twinkle. I was like, and she was like, don't even think about right. it. Right. We're not doing that. Right. So mugs we switched to from ornaments because I was like, I want to see it all year long. I want to remember all year long. The problem is you only have so many... Uh, mouths to, yes. to, to drink. Right. You know, like we're not increasing the number of mouths drinking coffee in our house right now. Mm-hmm. Although we could get like a little rack here and hang some cups probably and take some of those out, you know. Probably yeah. Good. That would be good. We don't have a sink though. We don't have a sink. We don't have a dishwasher. We could use hand wipes. Mmm. That's tasty. That is tasty. Do you ever clean a mug with a hand wipe? Uh... Uh, uh, sponge daddy. Sponge daddy. Well, that was with water, though, like in the bathroom, probably, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, not even in the bathroom, like uh, in the kitchen <laughs> at home. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about here. I thought no, we were here. still here. You brought your sponge daddy up here to clean? <laughs> My gosh. My goodness. 
Uh, well, uh, Cornelius also is a result. We, we've been talking about kind of the net effect in Huntersville, as I mentioned. I do think that development, the game changes a bit in Huntersville for development. Corntown. We we know what we get with Mayor Washam. I mean, that mm-hmm. he's been mayor. Sure. For multiple terms. Mm-hmm. So... I, I'm not saying that it doesn't change. I think I think adapt, adaptation occurs right down the road, right? Like the, the town changes, the voice of the opinion of the people gets changes heard are coming. Changes come. The town commissioners, I don't know all of them personally. Sure, I, I just don't, um, and not that I know all of Huntersville personally. They either. probably like that. Uh, and there's <laughs> definitely yeah, they, they don't want me knowing them. Uh, Michael Osborne and Todd Sansbury. Our existing commissioners, so we can look at the voting record to know okay. kind of what to expect generally from them. Susan Johnson was the planning board, the chair of planning board, right. which in the real estate development process is the board just before coming to town board, most traditional sense. Gotcha. So she's familiar with real estate. She's also a real estate broker. She has her own brokerage firm. Okay. So, so real estate side, she is in tune with the market. Check. Qualified. She is an entrepreneur. So as from the budget perspective, she will have experience with numbers. I I think Scott Higgins, is he a doctor? He's not a doctor. No? Uneducated, uninformed. Yes. Uh, Robert Carney seems very sharp. That I will say he, he's the he's like the young Superman coming into the field, I feel like. I, I do too. You know, like... Super knowledgeable, deep experience at like a high level. Well spoken, and if he has a vision, I I can't see it. And a beautiful family, by the right. way, too. He ta- he 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 shows off his family, and, and as he should, right? The gorgeous. And so I think he'll bring a good long term planning mindset. Okay, I like which that. is what we need. Sure, we are at such a crucial position in time and seasonal shift in our area, that if we don't have true forward thinking, and I mean real forward thinking, I'm talking 10, 20, 30 year forward thinking, we will have major issues down the road here. And at this point, I'm thinking about my kids. I'm I'm content with the quality of life that I've got in the Lake Norman area. I am content. I, I like continued development. I like more things. I like I like some change and some improvements. I do, but I'm I am content with the the way things are done. I want to live here because I enjoy the community. But you've got to keep managing f- and thinking of the future to keep that quality of life. And there are many decisions that, if we make today, will have real effects later. I'll give you the, an example. Uh, How's your healthcare situation? How's that? How's that going for everybody? Is everyone really loving the the many options and incredibly low prices that you're paying for healthcare on everything? That's what was promised, and so that should be what we get, right? I think it's the exact opposite. The healthcare system is one of the most broken systems. I put it equal to immigration at this point. And it's funny because, like, when you hear the legislators talk at the federal level about immigration, well, the rules are very clear on the books. Are they? Are they? Are they? <laughs> yeah. Are just you because, sure? Just because you say that does not mean that they What? Are. They're clear? <laughs> Healthcare. It's very clear what we can and cannot charge. Is it? Are you sure? Because to me as the consumer, it seems like the exact opposite, that none of y'all know what you're doing and you're all full of it. That's how I feel. Is that an opinion? 
Or is that a fact? Opinion. Got it. Rooted in fact. Rooted in fact. Your reality. <laughs> the reality Which that could I be live. shared by others. It could be. It's possible. It's likely. No Some one's alone. Some aren't. Sometimes. Some are not. Sometimes I go crazy yeah. spots. <laughs> sometimes you just start looking on the internet and you're like, man, this is all true. Right. This is all true. But so for Cornelius moving forward, and I'm biased because I live in Cornelius and I've got two children who, you know, in my, my opinion, are never going to leave the house. Um, especially my daughter. She ain't never going nowhere. Um, yes, she is. <laughs> I mean, she'll want to. I'm not going to let her. Oh, she's got a good head on her shoulders. She'll be fine. She, oh, she got the best game in town already. Mm-hmm. Ain't, no, <laughs> ain't nobody trying flexing on her. Um, I think to the future, though, I, I think, okay, what does the town look like in 10 and 20 years? Will it still be the great place we want to, that we know now? And it doesn't have to be exactly the same. My kids' preferences are going to be different than mine, and that's fine. Foundationally, I want to set them up for success, though. Fiscal responsibility, um, cultural differences. You had an excellent chance there to work in the word salubrious. Salubriousness? I really want that for them. Do you think you're going to be able to work it in with Jason Drum? <clears throat> what does it mean again? Salubrious. Clean. Yep, a place that is good to live in or clean and healthy. All right, so we will salubrious say... Salubrious lawn? I mean... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. A, a salubrious yard. It seems like a layup, yeah. Do you know the difference between yard and lawn now? No. Your lawn is the grass portion. Your yard is the whole thing. Oh, wow. Including your hardscape, your okay. shrubberies, right. some trees. I do not have a yard or a lawn <laughs> to worry about. <laughs> it's salubrious. It is just salubrious. <laughs> the lack of worry I have because of my lack of lawn. Right. Salubrious. I do have a salubrious park right outside. Right across the street that yep. you don't have to maintain. I do not. In fact, I don't. Are there homeless people in that park? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Showering? No, no showers that I've seen. There is a fountain up there. Right. But but I don't think they shower there. That's good. Have you seen Mello recently? I have not seen Mello. I actually might try to go see him tonight. Are you going to go to the game? I think, I think we may. I don't know if you knew, but Charlotte Hornets is like the best bang for your buck on price for going to a game. Did you know that? Right. I did know that. Yeah. I found out yesterday on Good, Bad, and Ugly, presented by Nelson, uh, Nelson Royals. That's right. You told me that. Right. The I didn't store find the that. horse on. Top. I didn't find that myself. Right. You informed me of mm -hmm. that. One of the many things you inform me Trying to nudge you to go to a game with me. With the kids. You want to go tonight? All right. What time's the game? Um, I'm not sure. Is it after 7? Might be like a 7.05 type thing. Eesh, yeah. That's rough. Yeah. What about a weekend? Do they play at like, I don't know, 11 o'clock You can sometimes catch a game. You can sometimes catch a, a day game. Those are my favorite to go to, honestly. It's like a Sunday game at like 1 o'clock, get home at 3, still a little bit of daylight. You that's what I mean. recreate the moves. Yeah. What? Like what I just saw the players doing. I'm I'm out in the front yard just shooting hoops, working on my game. I thought you didn't have a yard. When I was a kid. Got it. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid. Draining buckets. So we have a, uh, a tennis court in our neighborhood, and there's someone put like a little rolly goal. Like I a saw basketball that. Goal. It's only about seven feet, I think eight feet maybe. 
I saw that. Your boy's been been hooping. Right. I'm waiting for the uh, the invite. Please don't hang on rim sign to go up, <laughs> <laughs> and as well as a camera just pointed right at it. <laughs> directly. Right. That may come sooner right. than we expect. I got Noah doing dribbling drills though. Okay. Yeah, I got him dribble drilling. Right, because basketball season, baseball yeah. season's over. Basketball right, we're done now. with it. We've moved on. We're in it. We're in it to win it. He's a lefty. That's awesome. And he favors that left. He started. He started going. I said, "Oh, I see you," and I made him switch hands. Like, no, nope, right. switch hands. Switch right. hands. That's important. So eyes up. Keep your eyes. Look toward the goal. Look toward the basket. Right. Keep dribbling. Keep moving your feet. That's, that's what you got to do. That's it, coach. That's that's a rule of mine in general. So if you see me out and about, I don't stop moving my feet typically. Sure. Very rarely. The do body I emotion plant, stays in motion, which I love. Right. That's gotta physics. Get, I went on a walk last night, actually. I I was on the phone with you when you started that walk. I was like, mm, Yeah. Let me let you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just my legs felt tight yesterday. Right. Good I just wanted. And it was nice and cool out last night. The weather, weather's weather. perfect oh right now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the weather. It's salubrious. It's, wow. Good morning, LKN. So proud of you. Thank you. Good morning, LKN. 8.06. The results are in, and I am the father. Oh, wait. Sorry. I, I got to really close that tab. I've got to get rid of that. I've got to deal with that at home. It's a different conversation. The elections were yesterday. The elections were yesterday. The results are in, people. Huntersville, Miss Christy Clark, winning mayoral. Mr. Woody Washam, current mayor, incumbent, will have another term as mayor. Mr. Chris Carney, winning mayor in Mooresville. Davidson uncontested, Troutman uncontested. AKA, everyone's satisfied. Tight race in Cornelius. 13 vote difference on mayoral? 13 votes doesn't seem like that many. And it's not like it was like super low. I mean, 2,767 for Mayor Washam, 2,754 for Commissioner Bilodeau. That's tight. Man. They're both showing at 49%. There were 36 write-ins. Again, I demand to see the write-ins. There's got to be a way I can see the write-ins. That's got to be public, right? Miscellaneous write-in. Because it's, I mean, like if so many, they'd have to tabulate the write-ins because what if it was 2,800 people wrote in one name? Right. I also think of um, Huntersville, because you remember, it started off with 17 people were filed and they all were on the ballot. But by the time the election occurred, only 15 right? We're actually running. So if I look at the list, 3, 6, 9, 12, 13, 14, 16, 17, right? So there's two people at the bottom. That's a thousand votes between the two people at the bottom of the list. And so if those two people weren't even, you know, running by the end, is that something we can fix in this? Like, just because you file, if you're, if you declare, like, can't, you can't pull out before yeah, it, seem, it seems like that's something that we should be able to fix. Thank you. When do they print these ballots? It was electronic anyway. It was, it was electronic. I slipped a piece of paper into a machine. I pushed a button. It came out with like this QR code looking thing. I assume it was the people I voted for. Right. It, because couldn't you just, I feel like you could just have people, if you really wanted to get like corrupt a little bit here. Sure. All right. So we're talking total hypothetical. Let's go deep. Right. I would just have some of my friends or whatever, put their, throw their name in the hat, not ever run in hopes that they take away some sort of vote from 
whomever. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Take it away. Right. That shouldn't be allowed. Obviously. Right. That seems like fraud. Right. And I'm not saying that's by any means what happened. No, this is your actual recount of knowledge you've got of information on the inside. <laughs> no. Uh, this is not, that's not what happened. I will be clear on that. But I'm saying it could happen. You know, movies come from true stories. Yes, and untrue stories. Sometimes. Yeah, most times. Is it? Categorically, are there more in fiction than non-fiction movies? Yes. Probably a safe bet. Yes. Although Trolls does seem more and more real as the days go on. Mm, right, because they're smaller. So we just don't know. That's fair. Right. So it doesn't mean it's not true. Correct. You could still hold on to that. Yeah. And, and symbiotically, aren't we all just peons looking for our voice in the world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So isn't there really, isn't it a true story then? Symbolically, I guess, yeah. It's all a matter of perspective. I love that, man. Mm. That's refreshing. Do we have any tickets to give away? We do not. No, we don't. I know. I just was We do playing. not. I just was hoping Ben Daniels was listening and gave him a little mini heart attack right there real quick. We I do not. So great job, callers. Great job, fans. Can great. I call you fans? Are you fans? <laughs> roadies? We got roadies? My family. My LKN Speaking WSIC of, family. If, if it, yeah, big WSIC fam. We absolutely love the WSIC fam. Did, did, has anybody seen William? I mean, I mean this genuinely at this point. William hasn't called in a couple of weeks. If anybody knows William personally... Uh, maybe he went to Florida to visit his uncle. I mean, I hope the best. I don't want the worst. I just I just want to make sure he's okay. Sure. I mean, he may not want to call us anymore. I'm, I'm not mad at him for it. I, I'm not upset. I mean, I'm a little disappointed, but I'm not mad at him. I want him to know that. So if Love anybody William. knows William, yeah, you let us know. Um, just in general. So Indeed. Because I feel like we, we've grown close. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's time. I mean, he, look, there's, this is a family. Absolutely. That's what this is about. Mm-hmm. We're with you, fam, in this community. We ride these streets every day. We're here. Are you going to go to that, uh, the hockey game? <laughs> I know we talked about it. <laughs> On the it. 17th? Yes. I want to. Okay. You want to go? We got, can we get some tickets? <laughs> I don't want <laughs> I tried calling them. They didn't, right. want, they didn't call me back. I don't know anybody there. All right. I got to make a couple calls then. Yeah. Make some calls. I, I made some promises. You did make... You did? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Things have gone rogue here quickly, people. Uh, 844 Studio 4. My gosh. What is happening? I can get in here? anywhere. Does I'm any, on the radio. There was a lot of, obviously, talk of Charlotte. The primary turnout was very, very small. Mm -hmm. Very small. I think they were at 4.5% for the primary turnout that occurred... Um, I despise those numbers. 4%? Mm-hmm. Is it you just don't like the number or you... No, I'm fine with four, the actual number. I wish the I wish there were more people that... Uh... Well, it was weird because it was in September. Okay. And so, yeah, 4.92%. So maybe it wasn't on the radar. Yeah, but 4.92. Like, you're eligible voters in Mecklenburg County on the September... You got to call that five, by the way. You don't like 4.92? 4.92 seems like 5. A little less than 5. Just under 5. Just under A 5. A tick percent. under 5. Okay. You know, there's el eligible voters in September 2023, that election, 482,000. That's a big number. That's half a million folks who are eligible to come out and vote. That's pretty crazy. And only less than 5% chose to make their voice heard. Thankfully, again, about 15% turnout for Mecklenburg County. 
13, almost 14% for Iredell County. So I like the positive, you know, trajectory. And even comparing the last election, right? So again, I think it was nine, almost 10% in Iredell in the 2021 election. So we're seeing more engagement. And that's what we we absolutely want. Someone who knows about local engagement, Bill Russell, president of the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce. He's joining us on the phone right now. Well, good morning, Bill. Bill, you there? No, wait, now he's got to put you over on the there air. Hanging chats. Hey. Hey, Justin. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm still down here in Mecklenburg County. I'm, I'm looking at the, over these uh, hanging chads. Who's, wh- who's Chad? <laughs> How you feeling about the it results? One, wasn't it? The the uh, it was a, what a night it was. Uh, let's start with with something you've been talking about for a while. The school bond it passed. Uh-huh. Oh, overwhelmingly it it was uh, what was it sixty six percent to like thirty six percent something like that. It was it was a clear decisive uh, from the you know di- district as a whole right because it's really a countywide vote on that one right so so that one was overwhelmingly yes sixty three percent. That's right. But we needed the schools really bad. And I, I know I know everyone, there was a lot of people talking about the numbers too big, but Justin, the needs are even bigger. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. Um, the schools are rough. You know, they, they need new buildings. It's it, For me, it's unfortunate about just the process, I guess. And, and, and maybe it's the best option. I'm not saying there's a better option. I don't like just complaining. I prefer to be a solutions guy myself. It, it, it's it's just there's a disconnect, it seems like, um, in the process. We're going to jump to radio break. Bill, can you stick with us for digital, and then we'll come back to radio? Are you good with that? Absolutely. Okay. Dig- Absolutely. Digital fam, WSICnews.com, all the social platforms. We're going to chat a little bit with Bill Russell. We're going to get his real inside take on these elections uh, here on the digital side. We can't put this over the air. It's, it's, it's too transparent. <laughs> All right, sir. We're still on digital. So, yeah, the, the school bond, I, I do think it was interesting during the Huntersville candidate forums how a couple of candidates brought up that they were questioning the bond at that point because they already had more information than most of the general public had. So I just found that interesting at the 10th hour, 11th hour. They were like, well, you know, we would love more information and it's like, look, the reality is, is it's, it's like we've got to make a decision and we've got to do something. The schools need it. I, I will be curious to see over the next few years kind of the debt structure, you know, priority placement was certainly a conversation. Is there still room for advocacy to make sure that the north side schools actually begin construction in a reasonable amount of time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's up to our the, the people who were elected uh, to represent our communities yesterday. They need to be engaged in keeping uh, the county people um, making sure that they do prioritize our schools, make sure that we get them. We're not dead last uh, in terms of those uh, priorities. But, you know, the, the, the town boards are not uh, in charge of education by any stretch of means, but they can do their part in terms of advocacy, and we can as business leaders. Mayoral race in Huntersville, Christy Clark winning quite decisively with 48% of the vote. I, I My hot take on it is, I think from a management perspective, she continues on a positive path as Mayor Bales has laid out in the sense of being able to manage, right, communicate with the departments, um, communicate with people. 
I, I do see that continuing forward in a positive way. I think, though, that spending will significantly increase in Huntersville, thus leading to higher taxes. Do you think I'm far off the mark on that, or would you rather stay away from it even completely? <laughs> I don't think you're off the mark. I, I think, you know, what we saw was, um, by and large, it's a nonpartisan race, but all of those individuals, uh, with the exception of Nick Walsh, who's unaffiliated, but I think at heart his mantra is more Democrat. They're all Democrats. Um, now, I, I, I like them. I had a chance, an opportunity to meet with several one-on-one uh, -on -one and get their views on, on development and on business, but uh, I think you, you're probably right on the mark. It will be it will be interesting to see from the real estate development side uh, what occurs. We're about to rejoin with radio, but particularly there was the conversation of the 2040 plan, and, and maybe we'll talk about that. But let's rejoin with radio. We got to get a look at traffic first, Bill, because you know people are going crazy on I-77 right now. <laughs> Good morning, LKN. 818. Happy Wednesday Day to you. The day after Election Day, a couple days before Veterans Day, about uh, three weeks before Thanksgiving, a month and a half before Christmas, and two months before New Year's. Jeff, how are the streets looking this morning? Uh, good morning, Justin. In Mooresville on 150 in front of the McDonald's over by uh, the Lowe's, uh, there was an accident there on 150, uh, and then on uh, 77 South, uh, right past Langtree, uh, right before you get to the lake, uh, there was a two-car accident that was off the side of the road. Uh, traffic is uh, heavy uh, between uh, uh, Lake Norman and, and uh, all the way to 485. There's some places that it slows down quite a bit. Uh, and then when you get into the Queen City, uh, after you get past 85 on 77, uh, traffic is slow there. Uh, 77 north, uh, between 485 to Cornelius, uh, your typical places of heavy congestion. Some places it's slowing down. So just be, be careful uh, and uh, make sure that you're leaving enough space this morning. Jeff, do you? Uh, we we want everybody safe out there, but be honest with us. Do you give a little bit of a smile when you're cruising 77 South in the HOV lanes when when everyone else is sitting in traffic? Oh, I, it, it's a good feeling to know that you're still moving while other people are sitting there. Uh, so yeah, I I'm 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 happy that we get to use the toll lane. There you go, Jeff. RideICats.com, alternative transportation. Three bucks to take you from Iredale County to the city of Charlotte each way. Daily commuters unite. Jeff, we appreciate you. We'll check in with you tomorrow. All right. Have a great day. You as well. You as well. That was a pretty good mantra of, like, life right there for a second there. You know what? Uh, I like being able to move forward while people stand still. Do you think that's how some people in Cornelius feel today, Bill, after the election yesterday? I <laughs> do I don't know. I'm sitting here laughing, though, at that statement. Uh, uh, but I have no idea. But that was really close election, not only not only for the uh, mayor's seat, but uh, Susan Johnson and Scott Higgins, one vote apart, which uh, usually the top vote getter is is named the mayor pro tem. So it, it, uh, if tradition holds, Scott Higgins would be your mayor pro tem by one vote. Wow. I, I was surprised. Um 
and when an incumbent loses, I is that do you think more based on name recognition, like like order of names on the ballot, or do you think people really have a disconnect with decisions that have been made in the past? What do you think leans true, more true? You know, I don't I don't think it's where the names are on the ballot. I think uh, in in the in the case of of Cornelius and Huntersville, you just had so many people running. Um, but uh, I was surprised in Huntersville that Amber Kovacs and uh, Rob Kidd will. Uh, I really thought they were going to get back on. But I, I, I think I told you privately after our forums, the Democrats did a fantastic job of managing and marketing those uh, candidates, even though it's a nonpartisan election. They didn't treat it as such. And, and uh, you saw an overwhelming number of Democrats. And again, you got to look at their websites. Uh, they are really impeccable, uh, well done, and it was a well-run campaign. It was definitely about getting the vote out, 15.47%, so call it 15.5%, right. right, in Mecklenburg County. Are you are you satisfied with that number? I mean, obviously 100% should always be the bar, but in reality, right, it is an increase compared to the 2021 elections. It is an increase. One, one would hope we would get it higher, though. When you have a community of 70,000 people, it, it shouldn't be 5,000 people that elect your leadership. Uh, so it, it would be better to, to have more people engaged in the process. But I think, by and large, Justin, I think a lot of folks say my vote doesn't count. And, well, you, and you just saw, we just talked about one vote, one vote separating the mayor pro tem and Cornelius and 13 votes separating the individual is going to be mayor. So every vote counts. So you would like to see more people engaged in the process. We did have a change as far as just the election process this time. Voter ID rules were in place. Do you think that had any type of effect on the election? I don't think so, but I think that's the right thing. I, I've always believed if you've got to show your ID to, to get on an airplane, you've got to show your ID to, to buy cigarettes and alcohol. Uh, you you should have to show your ID to vote. It's it's a sacred privilege. Which one surprised you the most? Would you say out of all of all of the races? Uh, I, I'm not sure that I was was surprised. I thought the Huntersville bond package would go through overwhelmingly. It was the school bond that was overwhelming the that. bond package in Huntersville? What set north of seventy percent on that one? Uh, again, I think I think my my no shocks, but a little bit of surprise that uh, the two incumbents in, in Huntersville didn't do a little bit better. But I think again, it goes to turnout, and and again, it's not how many signs you have, it's not how many people like you on Facebook. It comes down to how many people go to the polls, and and uh, the Democrats in Huntersville got people out to the polls, and. And I think Amber Kovacs is unaffiliated, and I think I think Rob Kidwell is unaffiliated. So, uh, at the end of the day, it was about turning out their can- uh, people to vote for their candidate. It, watching the numbers come in initially for the early voters, it seemed like there was a good turnout in early voting, in particular. Uh, how do you think like that? the day of is really what it came down to for a lot of these candidates, like convincing people that last moment. If I look at the data, particularly, let's say, the Cornelius mayoral race, it leads me to believe that, right? Because uh, Commissioner Billadu won out the early votes, but the day of votes, Mayor Washam slipped by. 
Well, traditionally, your your early voting leans toward uh, Democratic voters. And again, uh, you, you didn't have a Democrat running for the mayor's seat in Cornelius, uh, both uh, Woody and, and Dennis, I think, are Republicans. <clears throat> but uh, that tends to be that way. You, you tend to have more people uh, vote uh, Democrat in the early voting process. And then day of, uh, you have the traditional Republicans come out and vote. Um, so it was, you know, I, I don't I don't really know how to define it between those two individuals. Yeah, I'm not a pollster. I'm literally making this up as I go, Bill. If you you already knew that though about me, so I'm just I'm just. I tell know. you what, we are going to do today though. At four o'clock, we have Andy Yates, who is a pollster. There you go. Uh, persuade, yeah, persuasion perfected. Andy's going to come in. He's going to break down the specifics of this election. Talk about what happened in the precincts. Talk about why it happened. So. We've got somebody who is very well versed in why people do what they do. Well, and Andy, isn't he a campaign? Wasn't he a campaign manager for multiple candidates? Am I right about that or no? He was. He worked with um, uh, Mayor Knox uh, in his previous elections, and of course, he worked with Woody this time around. Uh, I think he was also uh, a couple of the other candidates in Cornelius. He was uh, working with, and I know that he worked with Dan Boone's. Uh, race and, and, and some across the country. Again, he's not just working with local people here. He has uh, his fingers in a lot of different elections across the country. And you have Mayor Mayor Knox coming on the show today, too. Is he just taking a victory lap, like uncontested election? That's got to feel pretty good. <laughs> well, we're going to do a couple of things. First off, we want to also talk about this red line discussion. So uh, we have uh, Mayor Knox, who I, I think is a huge proponent uh, of the rail line, at least in my previous conversations. And Joel Olson, uh, who is with, he's the CEO of O2 Group Ventures, and he's one that's talked about alternative transportations, uh, the boring concept of maybe going that direction versus using the above ground concept of a rail line with Norfolk Southern. So we've got two different perspectives we're going to be bringing in today and, and then Andy to break down the election results. Here's the idea, and this one just popped in my head, and this is one of those where some people will say, hey, you, you know, shouldn't this be uh, more for, you know, not to share with people? What about we find the company that will pay for hydrogen-based rail and cover the entire cost for us, and then they just can get the uh, you know, profits similar to the I-77. Isn't that the same model there? We just let the company build it and then they can have the profits. And then as long as they meet parameters, what do you think about that? Let hydrogen come in. Well, it was certainly a, a public-private uh, partnership when you when you tap Centra. But, uh, you know, some of those aspects of having private companies in control of our transportation logistics and infrastructure, I'm not really sure that's the best way to go. It's probably up for debate, right? Probably it's probably a, a pretty long-standing conversation. You, been, how long have you been part of this transportation conversation? Two decades? How long has it been really going on? <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna say it's my fault because I've been here for twenty years? <laughs> the The stopgap has been Bill Russell constantly, the only one who won't let the deal happen. My gosh. <laughs> no, but but uh, it, it's an amazing conversation. It's an amazing opportunity. What What I was saying for. Cornelius in particular, and being a Cornelius resident, I, I've obviously got a bias to want to see it succeed. The forward thinking requirement is is necessary now more than ever, in my opinion. W agree or disagree? Oh, absolutely. If if we decided today uh, that this this was going to be moving forward, it, it still might 
be the end of the decade or into the next before you're seeing anything happen. Bill Russell, president of the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce, also host of Town Talk, the show that airs every Wednesday day. Yep, that's how we say it, Bill. <laughs> Wednesday day from four to five o'clock. Uh, do we go ahead and start planning for next year's election? Should we just go and start the conversation or should we give people like a couple of days to chill out first? Uh, the election's already started. <laughs> it's, it's already begun. I didn't even know that. My gosh, I've got I've to update my phone and my contacts here soon. Jeez Louise. Well, Bill, we appreciate it. Looking forward to your show today. Yes, You're going to have uh, Joel Olson, Andy Yates, Mayor Knox. You're going to be having a discussion about the election results, about the red line, which everybody's wondering about. And, and that relationship with Charlotte becomes very important there uh, in, in that conversation, too. So a regional effect and, and forward thinking. That would, that would be my mantra. Bill, we appreciate you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Bill Russell, president of Lake Norman Chamber. Good morning, fam. Going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we got to remember, spring is going to be fast approaching. And we need to know what are some of these last steps as we get closer to winter what can we do to prepare? Jason Drum, Drum Landscape Supply, coming up next. Good morning, LKN. Oreos are the breakfast of champions. And we've got a champion with us today, and that's Jason Drum of Drum Landscape Supply drumlandscapesupply.com, located in Statesville, but delivers to the entire Lake Norman area. Jason, what's going on this morning? That is some blue sky behind you, sir. Yeah, just another beautiful morning here in Statesville. Uh, just got into work here, uh, picked up some plants this morning uh, in the back of the old truck here. Let's see what, let's see our, you want to see our newest delivery vehicle? Oh, let's, let's check this thing out. What you got? Ooh. I like that. Yeah, that's the. Uh, She's beautiful. The official plant delivery vehicle. You may see it in your neighborhood there. Uh, Drum Landscape Supply, bringing back the classics here. That so, is uh, fresh. What year? What? What is like? Give, give me the run. What is that? I'm not familiar. Like in that, I'm not going to act like I know this car, but I know sure. that it's a mini truck. Get, give me the deets. Yep. Yeah, so it is. Uh, it was the originally 1963 Chevrolet Corvair. They call it a Corvair 95, uh, aka the ramp side here. So uh, let's see if we can get a get a view. Uh, bear with me a second. Here You're we can okay. see the plants. That, oh yeah, the plants that we picked up this morning. Uh, looking good in here. Some variegated liriope. But the neatest part about our new delivery vehicle is this right here. Oh, easy uh, access. Yeah, so you can drive your drive your mower up in there if you need to go mow some yards. That's not us, but uh, but we're going to pick up plants and deliver them to you in this vehicle. So that is cool. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, a unique way of providing a service to the to the community. You have been uh, helping me because I feel like I'm prepared for spring. You were seeding your lawn last week. How did it go? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it went as good as it could go, I guess. Uh, um, I got it tore up really good and got the seed put down. I've been watering it uh, every day lightly. Um, so it's been, today would be seven days. So I'll go out there and check for some germination. Because if you, uh, with the temperatures we've had, if you put water on it every day, should germinate. Our Drums Premium Turf Blend should germinate in about seven to ten days. Um, and these 80 degree temperatures, 
even though it's unseasonably warm, are actually good for getting seed to germinate. So uh, it, there could be worse things. We could be in the 20s with no rain uh, rather than in the 80s uh, like we are going to be today. But looks like we're going to have some fall weather coming up. So it's a, still a great time to get out in your uh, landscape and get some work done. But you got to remember that you're going to have to do the watering uh, and not just leave it up to Mother Nature. If, if the frost that I've seen on my grass, like from the air temperature, does that matter yeah. in the seeding world at all? It does not matter uh, as long as you don't walk on your grass while it's uh, while it's got the frost on. It. So uh, we did have a pretty significant freeze. I believe that was uh, six, seven days ago. We had a few in a row there. And the main thing is just to not get out there while it's frozen, because when you step on it while it's frozen, you hear it crunch while well, you're crunching uh, the plants themselves and uh, all their the way that they move nutrients and water up through the leaf has been damaged. So you can literally see footprints if you really walk on some frozen grass uh, where you've where you've killed it. So that's the main thing is just to stay off of it uh, whenever you're whenever it has frost on it. But it does not affect the uh, grass blades themselves. They can withstand that kind of cold. I, I've gotten a few calls. People want to know, they're beating down my door. Do you use Drums Premium Turf Blend Seed on your lawn, sir? Of course, yeah. Uh, you know, it is the best seed that I could put in a bag. Uh, and that's, that's true uh, today. It was true eight years ago when I put it together. And so, yeah, of course, I'm going to use my own seed on my lawn um, just because I, I truly think it's the best. And a lot of the landscapers that have been buying our seed uh, throughout the past several years, once they try our seed and see how well it germinates and performs for them, it's rare that they will go back to others. Uh, you know, occasionally it's, it does have a price point difference and sometimes, uh, you know, that makes a difference. Uh, but our seed compared to another premium seed you won't find a better price on it and truly the quality is there it's not just not just a pretty bag and not just a good price on it it's really and truly is the best seed i can put in that bag for a tall fescue long you were teaching me about inert matter and i showed you i found the tag i went and read the label like you told me to do at the big box store 80 percent inert matter at the big box store What's the percent yeah. of inert matter in Scott and in, in Drums Premium Turf Blend? It's less than uh, less than one percent, and so what that's going to be is that'll be a little bit of the hole from the seed that they can't quite get sifted out of there. Uh, so whenever grass seed comes in from the field, they take it to what they call the cleaners, uh, and they quite literally uh, clean off anything that's not seed. They uh, they will separate anything out that's not uh, the, the desirable seed. So that's why you see a 0% or a very low percentage of uh, weed seed or other crop in our in our mix. Um, so yeah, that, that's how you do that. And that 80% you're seeing, and we've talked about this before, is pretty much a gimmick. Um, you know, they put a coating on there, you know, saying that that coating is gonna help uh, with germination, it's gonna help to make your seed do well and and, you know, it might help to keep it moist for a day or two, but it's not really doing anything other than that. So don't think that that coated seed is going to make it more drought tolerant. What it does is it just holds a little bit of moisture on the seed. Um, that can make it germinate a little better, but if you get out there and you water it, 
then it's going to do the same thing. For the most salubrious of lawns, we go with Drum Premium Turf Blend. Jason, uh, what else should people be focusing on right now as we get closer uh, to the winter months in preparing for spring besides seed? Yeah, so it's a good time uh, to uh, to get out there and do some pruning. Uh, now that we've had that that deep frost or a freeze, uh, your plants are starting to shut down for the winter. So if you needed to uh, tidy some things up, uh, trim your shrubs to shear them, like uh, you might see our cone-shaped boxwoods and uh, spirals out here now. So if you do the trimming on those at this time of year, uh, they won't grow back until the March-April time frame. So uh, this is the time period to, uh, to get the most out of your pruning, if you will, uh, and go ahead and get those shrubs trimmed up and, uh, and looking nice throughout the winter time. And, and uh, as the leaves fall, you know, you can uh, keep, keep, try to keep them off your grass uh, some. You don't have to be out there every day. You just don't want them to uh, make a mat uh, to suffocate the grass. But um, right after your, all your leaves are down is really and truly the best time of year to mulch. Uh, it's going to be the most beneficial, and it's also going to brighten up your landscape for the winter and make it look nice, um, you know, for those holiday seasons, which are coming up pretty soon. So, uh, we, and we always get asked, you know, when's the best time of year to mulch? And the, the best time of the year to mulch is late fall and into winter. And if you use pine straw, it's actually the best time of the year for the pine straw. So just like leaves that fall off the trees, the pine needles fall at the same time of year. So you get the fresh, brightest, best smelling pine straw um, in November, December, January, and February. So if you can get it done in the winter, I recommend after all the leaves are off your trees, uh, go ahead and put some more pine straw down. You don't need to remove all the leaves from your bed, so you don't have to rake them completely clean to put down pine straw or mulch, but you want to remove the majority of them uh, and then get you a fresh layer down. And so what that does, is that'll help conserve moisture. Um, so whenever you do watering, it'll, it'll help that water stay in the ground longer. And it'll also uh, help to regulate the temperature of the, uh, of the soil. So the roots can have a nice consistent temperature and do some growing in the fall and winter uh, to make them stronger for next year. I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. And something I've been contemplating in my, my personal uh, yard uh, in particular, um, changing from pine needles to mulch. I, I, I have had pine needles forever. There's probably 17 layers that I'm going to have to clear out, but I've been wanting to, to switch to mulch. My concern is like runoff, if you would, right? Like the mulch just running down the, down the road and getting away from me when there's heavy rains. Are, are like mm -hmm. pavers and hardscape the only way to protect against that? Or do you know of any tricks people can do to kind of keep like a nice taut um, uh, salubrious, uh, a mulch bed. Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned having pavers or another type of edger that'll help hold it in, which is a good idea. Um, but even just doing what you call a trench edge where you literally dig a V shaped trench, uh, they make a machine you can buy from or rent from the rental places for, you know, 50 to a hundred dollars a day. And it'll actually make that trench. And what you do is you let that mulch fall into the trench and that helps to retain it if you don't want to do any type of a border. Um, another thing to consider is making sure you use the right type of mulch for the, for the, uh, for the area. So if it has a severe slope on it, uh, you're not going to want to use the pine mulches or, uh, or a small uh, chip type. You would want to use something that has a fibrous 
um, texture to it. Like our red oak mulch is actually the best uh, for holding a slope. It'll, it'll binds together and will stick on that slope. Um, and then also our shredded hardwood will do a good job of that. So, you know, keeping that in mind, if you want to use the pine nuggets, which a lot of people do, it's a real popular product, you might want to consider having some type of a border or definitely a trench edge to help hold that in there. I like the trench edge. I'm going to throw some river rocks in there. My wife doesn't like them, but I absolutely love them. We got to get a look at the bullpen, Jason. We need you to check in on our house plant here internally. Bill's going to pull it up here for us. Let's get your take on it this week and see how we're doing. Sitting with you today, we know we got to water it. How we feeling now? It's looking darker. Look at the green. Yeah, leaves coming up a little bit more now. Wow. What do yeah. you think? I think it's. I think you're improving. Yeah. Just uh, do your weekly watering like we've been talking about. And uh, with the house plants, if it feels wet before you go to water it, just go ahead and wait a few more days. Uh, so. Yeah, that's and that's the same with your plants uh, in your lawn too. When you you know people ask a lot of times, how do I know when to water? And basically, the the simple way to put it is a finger test. So you just literally take your finger and probe the top of the soil, and if it's moist, then it's good to go for a little while. Uh, if it's dry, if the top two inches of soil are dry, it's time to water it. So um, with the temperatures we're having nowadays, your outdoor plants are probably going to want water somewhere in the neighborhood of every. Uh, once once to twice a week would be a good idea for anything that's been planted within the past year. All right, Jason, Drum, Drum Landscape Supply, drumlandscapesupply.com, located in Statesville, but delivers to the entire Lake Norman area in that beautiful new right. delivery truck that you got going yeah. on there, too. Congrats on that. Excited to Thank see you. that rolling around the streets. And, Jason, we appreciate you checking in with us. Looking forward to next week and uh, seeing what else people can do to prepare for the spring. All right. Great. Great to be back every week and I uh, hope everybody has a great rest of the week. We'll see you next time. You, sir. You too, sir. Take care. Thank you. All right. Jason Drum Drum Landscape Supply. Big thanks to him. Always keeping us with our green thumb. Good morning, fam. We're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly. Good morning, OKN. 8.48 on this Wednesday day, day after election, a couple days before Veterans Day, about six weeks before, no, wait, two weeks before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's in two weeks? Three weeks? Oh, wow. Can you believe that? I got a turkey trot. You doing turkey or ham? Both. I like both. Yeah. You guys I, cook? Can. Cook the turkey? Um, you going over to Mama's? Mama's house? Um, I'm actually going up to Grace's family. Okay. Yeah, so that'll Full be fun. Full fam? Uh, we'll try to see as many of them as we can. Yeah, there's plenty. I can take right. a week. That's what I mean. Like, like, are they all going to be there? That would be a big packed house. It's pretty it good. Be. Yeah, um, I, I'd start leaning more toward ham as, I got, as I've gotten older. Oh, really? Yeah. An aristocrat. Well, you put a little, you take a little roll. Here's the secret. You got to use Hawaiian rolls. Right. You do a little Hawaiian roll. You throw a little turkey on there, you throw a little mash, you throw a little gravy, and you top it with a little slab of cranberry sauce from the can, <laughs> make you a little samicho. It's good. Sounds good. That's I, my... I actually have a Hawaiian rolls with on hand today. You know what I think about ham mixed with cranberry sauce? What you think? That's it. Ballin'. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, also, real quick, salubrious with, with Jason Trump. Yeah, you did it. 
You did it. I heard it. Multiple. It didn't go unnoticed. Two times. Proud of you, man. Thank you. But now we got we to get into something else here. We got to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Presented by Nelson Royals, the, the, the shop with the horse on top, right off 150. Big old horse on the roof. If you've seen it, you haven't gone too yep, far. Yep, horse on the roof, horse on the roof. I'm going to dial back the volume just a tidbit. Excuse me, sir. Oh, no. Yeah, different video. I don't know if it has the uh, this the actual song, not the... Uh, this is the real one. Yeah. Pow, pow, pow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so good news. Good news. Um, this is coming uh, from the Highlands. All right, so Boone Police Chief. Officers uh, prevented potential mass shooting uh, from Lenore Man wearing tactical gear. Mm. Yeah, so um, a Lenore Man was arrested on Tuesday morning after officers say he was wearing a ballistic vest brandishing uh, and brandishing a shotgun outside of a Boone bar. Um, with the arrest, the police chief said his officers prevented a potential mass shooting. So I, I felt it was pretty important to share that. Too often we hear the, you know, the aftermath of, of something terrible like that. But um, great job, all the kudos in the world to the Boone Police Department. We, if they were preventing a crime, yes. I, I'll save it for after. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Um, in some bad news. Okay. Bad news, bad news. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo lawsuit could push uh, Uptown Charlotte office building into receivership. And I want to talk Oof. to you about exactly what receivership is. And another Uptown Charlotte office building is in court after the owner defaulted on a $37 million commercial loan, according to court filings. This is with QC or WSOC, um, WSOC News. Wow. Um, Wells Fargo company. Um, filed a civil suit in North Carolina Business Court on November 3rd, asking that a receiver be assigned to Wake Forest University Charlotte Center at 200 North College Street. I walk by that building sometimes. Oh. Um, now let's get into the ugly news, the ugly news. And this one has a bit of a spin to it. General Motors Autonomous Vehicles Unit recalls cars for software update after dragging a pedestrian. Right now, that sounds... Bad, right? Dragging a pedestrian. And Not it, a positive. And it is bad. Okay. <laughs> it, it, that is bad. Uh, but from what I'm reading in this article, it actually, the uh, car hit, a pedestrian was struck by a car that had an actual driver. Okay. Knocked it into the street, knocked the pedestrian into the street where the driverless vehicle then accidentally hit it. And then proceeded, Speed bump. and then proceeded to recognize. Oh, I made contact with something, so I'm going to pull over out of the traffic. So it just started driving right instead of like stopping. Sure. Right. It just kept going, um, dragging the pedestrian about 20, 25 feet. Yeah. So. That's about as worse as it could get. <laughs> well, I, I thought uh, if you read it, it just sounds like oh, somebody was crossing the street in this. Right. Uh, but you, you know, got a driverless vehicle, yeah. you know, just ran over some plow, somebody clear. dragged him. The human portion of driving was still the major issue here. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So I do think it's important or at least fair to point that out. Right. That we are still dumber than autonomous vehicles. Right. Right. Yeah, that's right. clear. Right. Okay. So back to the good, the Boone police. I'm going to be very delicate here. You know, I'm very pro law enforcement. I'm very pro safety. I'm very 100%. pro service member. Love it. I, I get nervous touting we stopped an impending violent scenario. 
because I don't have all the facts, because I do think that right now in society, there is a attack occurring on the Second Amendment. Sure. And so by brandishing a firearm, that is a very subjective term. And okay. so I just I just throw caution on that one. Um, I like that. But I do like that if there was a major threat and that they stopped violence from occurring, 100% support. Right. 100% support. 110% support. Sure. Absolutely. I think maybe it was maybe the tactical gear and the whole you know, the, I mean, that would make wielding. anybody nervous. That, right. There, there's points where you say, wait a second, this is beyond just, hey, ca open carry. Uh, I am, though, a proponent, and that's in favor of, right? Proponent? Proponent? Yes. Sounds of positive. Open carry laws. Sure. I, I think that you want to deter violence. The sane people need to be allowed to do what they do as well. Right, so, he was charged with going armed to the terror of the public and resisting officers. The resisting part is when, again, that's where it gets a little dicey for me because people just naturally like, hey, I'm not doing anything wrong, what are you doing to me? Like, was that the level of resist? Again, I don't wanna, I don't, it's, I don't think that it's appropriate for us to dissect that deep, but you know how my brain works, so I'll keep moving. Again, if they thwarted, any time a, th a threat is thwarted, Positive, positive, 100%. Thesis. The yes. Wells Wells uh, Fargo debt. So the receivership is basically in yeah, the- Yeah, what debt? Yeah, so so <laughs> in, in the process of when you get a mortgage, you put debt on anything. There's North Carolina, we're, we're a title theory state, getting into some of the weeds, but basically the bank is now saying, hey, the person who borrowed the money can't pay it back. So court, we need somebody appointed as a neutral party who is going to follow the direction of the court, make sure that you know nobody's rights are interfered with, nobody's going to do anything shady. Right. That's the key here. You're playing at a different level when you're getting to that number, 35, $37 million. Sure. That's a big difference. Something that made me giggle in my mind, uh, and this is a side note, indicted! Uh, Mar-a-Lago, the judge saying that it's only worth $18 million. So where they're saying this one building in Charlotte, based on the amount of debt, is worth twice as much as Mar-a-Lago in Florida. Again, I'll find some investors and buy Mar-a-Lago today for $18 million. <laughs> I won't even do a title search on it. I'll take the risk on that. Uh, uh, number three, the autonomous vehicle. Doesn't get any worse. Um, again, human's still the dumb one here in the equation. I get that. But the fact that like, if there, but the other side of the coin, if there was a person in the autonomous vehicle, would they have stopped and not dragged the person down the street? Yes. There is an argument that says, hey, actually it's better because they would have hit them and kept driving and it would have been a hit and run scenario. Right. That's also an argument. That is true. Because who, who do you go after when it's an autonomous car? You're gonna go after the company? General you know how long that takes? Motors. You're gonna oh. go, you know how long that's gonna take? I know there's, Something at the end of that rainbow, though. There, there is money there. <laughs> there is money there, and there is no doubt. I have no doubt that someone, another vehicle, immediately pulled up on the scene and said, "Sign here." Right. I have no doubt whatsoever that that's right. going on right now. Uh, and that's what makes me nervous about autonomous. I, I take the iRobot approach, the Will Smith approach. I don't trust it. Right. I'm I mean, not. Mm -mm. Uh, I just have a very difficult time. It's not the, a very comfortable feeling. Control. Control, right. control. You know, you know who who makes me feel like I've got control. Well, that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Presented by Nelson Royals. Presented by Nelson. A big Royals. old horse on the roof. Yep. Highway 150. Work gear, Western wear, saddlery, boots. They got them Justin boots. Mm -hmm. They got a full line Durango, Ariat. They got them all. Carhartt. 
But you know who else who makes me feel like I'm in control every day? Who's that? Pat Shannon. Mm-hmm. Greatest voice in broadcasting coming up from 9 to 11 as he does every Monday through Friday. You know, he's giving away prizes every day. 1045, he spins the big wheel. You got a birthday, you got an anniversary. What you do, you call him. You call Pat Shannon. He puts your name on the list. And then that way at 1045, boom, you got the chance to win some prizes. That's what we do. That's what Pat does every single day. And then at 11 o'clock, today's Wednesday day, you've got Representative Sane, who by all accounts we believe will be in studio today. He's normally either in Raleigh or he's at a conference somewhere learning working. and help working. Uh, he is he is at home this week. Still and working. Still working. Well, of course. He, the man probably, I don't even know if he sleeps. Let's be right. honest with you. Let's, I mean, you probably should ask him about that. Right. I've actually been concerned. Are you working a little bit too much, Representative Sane? <laughs> I think maybe you need to slow down just like a little bit here. It's okay. We'll be okay. Uh, he'll be in studio 11 o'clock until noon. Noon to 3, Todd Starnes. You need your national politics addiction itched. Again, there were elections beyond the Lake Norman era. It wasn't just Lake Norman. There, It was a national level. Many states, many local uh, districts having election day yesterday. I'm no doubt Todd Starnes is going to analyze quite a bit of that. Three o'clock today being Wednesday day again, Sheriff Campbell and the crew from the Iredale uh, Sheriff's Office coming into Studio A in Statesville. That's at three o'clock. Chief Lovely. Deputy Hamby likely will be there too, holding things down. We appreciate them and all that they do. Again, super pro law enforcement. We love it. We're happy to communicate and we want, we want to keep people informed and know that, um, that everybody's okay and that what, what the uh, law enforcement in our local area is doing to keep people safe. And so we really, really do appreciate them. Four o'clock, Bill Russell, president of Lake Norman Chamber, town talk, breaking down the elections, talking the light rail. Mayor Knox is going to be in studio today here with him. Andy Yates, uh, Joel Olson also going to be here. Busy day for Bill. Yes. Busy day for, for Bills. For the for Bills. Bills. The Wild Bills. For the Bills. And then Brian Summers, the most local man in Statesville, on the record with Brian Summers from five to six. Joe Berg, the scoreboard with Joe Berg from 6 to 7 p.m., and then we'll top off the night with a little Bill O'Reilly. I love you, my Kith. Salubrious. We'll, we'll see. We'll, where'd it go? Salubrious. Salubrious. <laughs> the new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.